millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh my God. I think I would love to dip my toes into ASMR, you know. I want to be the person that eats. Patricia, this is where I'm starting to feel a bit... (laughs) Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast. A podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host Patricia and I'm your co-host Dedesi and we hope you enjoy the show. If you like the sound of our beautiful voices, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode is spoiler free, so relax. We've got you guys. Hi everyone, welcome to That With Bang podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm Adesi. And I'm Patricia. And this week we have a minisode. Yeah, we have a minisode. We have a minisode. It's another minisode. And another one, you know, I feel like we've been, we've been churning out good content. I personally think so. Patricia, do you think so? I love our content. I might be biased, but... I'm here for it. I would stand if I wasn't even on this podcast. After all of that waffle, let me tell you what the Minnesota's about. (laughs) So um, today's Minnesota is about reboots. We're going to be talking about shows that popped in the past and then they're bringing them back. And we're trying to see if it's actually worth it. Should reboots exist or do you think it's just a bit forced? But Patricia, Hmm. last week I didn't ask you how you were. We just went straight into it and it felt a bit weird to me. I can't lie. So... Oh, is that Sorry. a cough? It is, is that a bird? Okay. Mm, it wasn't a bird, it was definitely a cough. I think I'm coming down with that winter flu. Eh? COVID. Oh, no. COVID-19. Don't you do that to my life. But I did a test yesterday, actually, and I was all neggy, so. All neggy. Yeah, we live to see another day. But for real, though, um, I do think I'm getting a bit sick, but... I was actually telling my coworker and my friends that I think I'm developing a nut allergy in adulthood. Um, it's real, you know, that actually happens. Yeah, I've done my Googles and you can actually like develop a nut allergy um, when you're an adult. Cause every time I eat my hazelnut chocolate, which I think is just great, my throat gets a little bit scratchy. Kai. And I just ignore it every single time and I'll continue to eat it. But I'm just like, no, nah, like it actually, should... <laughs> my throat shouldn't be scratching like this. Um, so yeah, my coworker was like, you need to see your GP still. But then I watched a TikTok video this week about a girl who has a severe nut allergy to the point that like it kills her. Like, you know, them ones that you need EpiPen, but you can build up your nut, your nut tolerance. Did you know that? I actually did it. So you can reverse the allergy, obviously under the supervision of your doctor, but you get fed all these doses and your body will eventually learn how to cope with it. But you have to eat like loads and loads of that nut every day for it to make you stronger. So, perhaps, if you don't want to do GP, you want to do gorilla style, just keep eating that hazelnut <laughs> <Gorilla> chocolate. <laughs> no, I probably will. I'm not going to... I just... One thing that I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do in this life is restrict what I eat. Like, I don't think I can sit here and be like, I will never eat nuts again. That's ridiculous to me. And I don't think I'm ever going to do it. This is why us lactose intolerant people... We <laughs> We're suffering. For ourselves. <laughs> We've been suffering. 
We've been suffering. <laughs> oh my god, and nothing will stop me from eating cheese ice cream. Nothing will stop me. No, you know I respect myself. When it comes to milkshake, I don't attempt. I don't attempt milkshake. I cannot. <sighs> that one, I, I said, do I want to? Do I want to embarrass myself? Milkshake. Five guys, milkshake, God forbid. I don't know about you, yeah, but the intolerance is a little bit inconsistent because there'll be times when it's just like, as soon as I eat, my stomach is doing pow, 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 and I have to just lock off the entire motive. <laughs> Sorry. Patricia's getting hella personal, wait. <laughs> but how are you, Odessi? I haven't asked you. I'm good. Been working from home. Everything's chill. My neighbour, guys, they said that they'll be done beginning end of September. Life is good for two weeks. And then my dad, my dad said, oh, our friends haven't been making any noise anymore. I kind of miss it. Oh no, sir. No. Three hours later, why was I hearing drill, drumming, hammer, everything? I was like, dad, why would you say that? Oh. And now I've been hearing skiddy pop, 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 bang, 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 bang. And the thing is, it got to the point that we can't, there's no, there's no point of return again. There's no point of return. What are they, like, it's like, just, what are they doing? Like, what are they actually doing? I want to know. I want to, I look inside, I'm thinking this looks exactly the same. I don't that understand what mad. you're doing. There's no extension, nothing's coming out. I don't know anything. Have you been watching anything fancy? Anything cute? Anything new? Do you know what I did watch? I did finish Alice in Borderland yesterday. Um, because everyone was like, if you like Squid Game, watch Alice in Borderland. And honestly, it is. right? It's Japanese and it is really, it's good. I will say it's good. I think out of the two, I definitely preferred Squid Game. I think it was just high intensity. Um, I don't know how many episodes were in Squid Squid Game, but it Nine. felt more focused. Like it was yeah. just very, it was packing a punch every single episode that you felt like you couldn't even breathe. Whereas this one felt a little bit more expansive. There was a lot more plot around like the actual games themselves. Um. And I also kind of got a little bit confused towards the end when, with all the stuff with the beach and all of that stuff. Like I was just, have you watched it? Oh, you mm-hmm. haven't watched it? Okay. That one looked a bit too intense to me. Cause I saw that, I saw the trailer come out a few, like last year or so, but I didn't like, I don't like the look of blood. And that one looked like it was a bit sorry, like a bit. Ugh. I feel like if you watch um, Squid Game, this you'll be fine. This isn't that gory, honestly, in comparison. Okay. Yeah, like obviously there's people who like get killed and stuff, but it's not as bad as Squid Game. Squid Game, we've been talking about it. It's good. I'm happy. I don't know. I'm looking at all the director interviews. I don't know if he wants to make a season two, you know. I feel like ending it where it ended would be a good thing for the show. I feel like it would be fine. I feel like just because it's blown up, you don't want to get like too ahead of the curve, too ahead of the game. But I also, I just feel like it doesn't really need it. I feel like it could just really end there. Depends on what Netflix's bank account is saying, mate. That's it, because I feel like he, he, he's he been doing this since 2008. Like, he wanted it to be a film, but mm. he says the games couldn't fit in two hours, so he did it into a series. And I think he's talented, but the way he's talking, like, he's exhausted. He's <laughs> you wrote it, you directed it, you've been doing this. And that even, you know the girl, the North Korean girl? You know that was her first time acting? She's never acted before. That is, she's modelling background, surely. Yeah, she's a model, yeah. yeah. She has that kind of like... She's a pretty girl, I'm like, Peng, very beautiful. Was... The cheekbones are really... Boom. Have you been watching anything good? I've been watching, on Disney+, Plus Only Murders in My Building. Oh, what's this about? So it's 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 actually very interesting, very funny. 
Is it animated? No, no, no. Live action. Rate me a little bit. No, but you've definitely said on this podcast that you watch animated films. Okay. You're making that. Am I lying? You're making that like I'm a child. No, where's this inference coming from? Hmm. Is everything okay today? Because why? It's more than. I asked one question. (laughs) (laughs) No, this energy is mad, you know. I'm actually well, I'm concerned about you and Desi, you know. Don't be concerned. I'm, concerned. I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy. Darn. More than fine. <laughs> anyway, um, what was the question? So it's animated or not? So it's not. It's not animated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's, what is it about? It's a true crime. No, no, no. It's a crime-inspired detective show on Disney Plus, which I'd comp- I'd say it's like a comedy drama. Featuring Steve Martin, the guy from Cheaper by the Dozen, Selena Gomez, and then one guy that I can't really... Oh. I don't know his name. Yeah. That show. So, it's basically about three people that live in a really posh building in New York City, and a murder happens there, and um, the police have written it off as a suicide, but they are obsessed with true crime podcasts. They're all strangers, but they have an obsession with this true crime podcast, so they believe that they're detectives themselves. So they decide, (laughs) you know what? The police are wrong. Let's us find out who killed this person in the building. And they form this unlikely friendship. And in this friendship, they um, try and solve this murder case. But like, Two of them are over 60 or over 70 years old. And then Sidney Gomez is like 25. (laughs) So it's just so, it's so funny. So it's a show about people that are making a podcast because they decide to make their own true crime podcast while it's going on. So it's actually really funny. That actually sounds like a good premise as well for a show. Yeah, because usually when shows are like, we're a show about a radio show or a show about a podcast, sometimes mm. it's just more interesting to listen to the podcast mm. than to watch the show. But they've done it in a very funny way and the characters are are funny. So like, and because they're always recording like live, it'll always be like, wait, can you say that again? Or imagine <laughs> they're at a funeral and it's proper emotions like, wait, kick, kick, sorry, I know you're crying, but we, we just need to get oh, a bit, like gosh. stuff like that. So it's it's really funny. I really like it. And it's not it's not gory. It's like, bit cheesy at times bit cringy at times but no i wouldn't say cringy bit cheesy at times but it's good like you're mm. like oh couple twists a couple turns i love it i love it i love it hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Alrighty, so reboots. Reboots. What's your initial opinion on reboots? And I just want to know what side of the consensus that you're on. Um, I appreciate. No, oh gosh, I don't know how I feel. Mm. I can understand a lot of people are salty, and I agree to a lot of the time. However, there's some things that I've watched in the past that I didn't know it was a reboot of something else. Does mm. that make sense? Like what? So like. 
Char- oh, I did know it was a reboot, but I was just too young, so I hadn't watched the original, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Did you watch that? Loved. That's probably the best version of that film, the Johnny Depp one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Another doing one with Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Did you see him flirting with Kiki Palmer? Oh did my, the that? look he was giving her. They were all doing that to her. Kiki, she's got got sauce. She's got a little something about her, you know? She got a little sauce as she's talking. They're like, you know, you know, I met you. Kiki's like, oh, really? (laughs) I'm so dead. Oh, I love you too. But Kiki Kiki is treating everyone like a fan. I love it. I need that energy. You know, the 90210 that we watched. Oh, that was a reboot of one of that was in the 80s or the 90s. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know So that's what I mean. Like some reboots like that. I can handle. Do you feel like that's the case because they're original to us? Like, for example, you probably learned about 90210 being a reboot retrospectively, like after you'd watched it. So it's probably like at the time, this was just fresh to you. But do you feel like we're sitting in that weird gray area where it's like, we knew the old thing and we're seeing the new thing and like inevitably comparing and therefore thinking the reboot is worse? Patricia, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really know what to say. (laughs) What what do you think? so so sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like reboots are great to a level but I feel like we're in this kind of time where it's just like everyone's kind of opting for a remake and a reboot yeah, yeah. I just think we've just seen so many things like Gossip Girl nine, well 90210 was the reboot but like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory I learned that Charmed they did a reboot of Charmed in 2018 did not even know that existed oh god but it's just like I don't know. I just feel like some original content would be great, but maybe it's like, maybe there is like original content, but we're just not seeing it as much as like... We see original content every day. I think, yeah. I just think like whenever there's a Disney thing coming out, it just, it's just, it takes up so much attention as well that it just feels Mm. like there's just more of that when reality, it might not be the case. I don't know. I just think when it comes to seeing something done again it's like why the only mm. reason you're doing it is because of money you're not doing it for anyone <laughs> you're not doing it for the fans you're not do- but then when you think about the spider-mans and the old spider-mans and then the new spider-man each spider-man brings something different which is interesting do you think the reboots are usually better than the the initial one that we might have seen um because a lot of the time I haven't seen the initial like that. So something like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I saw the reboot and then the old one looked crusty because it was made like 1950s. So it's not it's not going to look... <laughs> the special effects are not going to be the same. However, um, something that I'm excited for, the reboot I'm excited for is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because that's not going to be a comedy. That's going to be a drama. And it's going to oh, be wow. like... Doom, doom, doom. Like, it's going to be like dark. It's going to be like proper like what's it like for a boy from ends to move to bel-air what is it actually like rather than and it's not it's not with the original cast it's like a completely different that is so crazy exactly and people like because when when they announced it people like oh my gosh you don't know when to let things go let like embrace it i was like guys no because i've seen the vision i've seen the trailer it looks sick but then it's just like could that not have just been like a show in itself why why does it have to be a, a fresh prince reboot because i feel like if it was a show in itself people would have said you have copied us or ip or american lawyer lawyers lawyers and intellectual property and all that wahala so where's the similarity between is it just this character's names is it like where they come from and where they where he goes to stay with like in philadelphia or whatever 
same characters it's in bel-air but it just looks like a drama like when you watch the trailer it looks like wow it looks like a show i don't know how to describe it <laughs> it's but called bel-air so it's not called fresh prince it's just called bel-air and it's literally just about a guy called will he's moving to his cousin's house but it's actually a, a dramatic version of what fresh prince would be because i don't think you could remake it into a comedy and it would work because mm. will will smith at that time was iconic i don't think that will can ever be topped yeah ever. that will was doing rap as well mm-hmm. my favorite hip-hop song is get getting jiggy with it that's a bop mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow no, your favorite is- hip-hop song but like i'm still kind of in two minds about it because i feel like knowing that it's kind of a reboot of fresh prince is like I, oh it's weird because it's like it almost feels like it's a distraction from it the fact that i'm so aware that it's kind of supposed to be a reboot like oh it's uncle phil and then it's like carlton and it's like the fresh prince of bel-air was so iconic that it kind of you're automatically drawn to that version mm. and then you have to kind of pull yourself back into this version. Mm. But at the same time, I kind of like that it's reimagining the thing. So it, I don't, so I don't know. Like I'm just kind of sitting on the fence about it because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a show that after the first episode, you'll forget, well, no, if it's done well, after the first episode, mm. you'll forget there's a remake and you just say, have you watched Bel Air? Rather than this is a remake of Fresh Prince. I think... You saying that makes me kind of decide what it is about reboots that works and it has to be good. I feel like there's a what? fine line. <laughs> it has to be no, good. But like, when I say it has to be good, it's exactly as you say. Like, it has to be good enough for you to forget about the fact that it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're watching it and the only time you're really aware of that is like, oh, have you watched Bel Air? Oh yeah, by the way, it's like a reboot, but then you're not really leaning on that fact, yeah. if that makes sense. No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. 100%, 100%. Because like, what well, that is is a reference. For example, a show that I think is iconic is A Different World. I told you about it in a few few, seasons, few, few episodes ago. But if they remade A Different World now, it wouldn't bang. <laughs> 100% because it suited the time, it suited the style, it suited the genre. And I think... A lot of the times when you're trying to make something that was popping in the past pop now, you have to tweak a lot of it and it doesn't feel the same. Which leads me on to Gossip Girl, mm. which you mentioned. Gossip Girl mm. of the noughties, of the 2000s, was, was, was chaotic. It was fiery. It treaded on, it trod on a lot of toes, you know? You felt a bit round when you, when you watched it, you know? It's a bit, a bit saucy. God. You watch it, you say, oh. The Gossip Girl of now <laughs> is PC. They tamed it. It's PC. Yeah. Oh, guys. What we liked, what we liked about the show, the drama, the chaos, the lack of respect. <laughs> mm. It's like all it's there is there. is respect now. And it just means that the show doesn't bang. <laughs> That's what I think. This one's very much like, oh, I don't know, just a bit. It's not just a bit TikTok. It feels like TikTok. Oh, how? Not a bit TikTok. It feels like oh, TikTok. No. I'm not against it, but it just doesn't feel authentic. Like I believe in representation. I believe in diversity. I think it's so important. I also just believe in like authenticity in how stories work. Like if it's a mythical story, I get it, mix it up. But if it's like a story that represents a certain area, a certain group, 
that's what yeah, I think. Actually, everyone, you, other people might disagree. Honestly, the common thread that I'm hearing is just it really comes down to the the quality of the writing, essentially, because you can do it. You can do it because we're not saying like don't make it diverse or like mix it up. But if you're doing it at the expense of the quality of the show and the writing, then why did you do the reboot? But then it's like, uh, when I say quality, because when I, when you think, because writing is hard, right? And I say it's quality of writing, but I think it's just the fact that you have to live up to, I think it's a lot harder to tweak something that's made than to create something that's new. Do you think? 100%. Because in your whole head, you're thinking, okay, what yeah. are people going to think of this? Is this different? Is this close enough? It, I think it's a lot harder to make a reboot mm. than to make a new thing, especially if it's iconic. If you make a reboot or something that didn't pop, cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But if it, if it popped pops. off, mm. people are going to slag it off if it's mm. not good. Mm. That's embarrassing. My sister and I are watching a rom-com um netflix rom-com of the biggest tiktoker in the usa addison ray do you know her i've heard of her wasn't she on like one um american um talk show she was doing the tiktok dancing yeah exactly yeah Yeah, so she does all these tiktok dances and she got her first movie role and it was a remake of the rom-com she's all that but it's called he's all that and it's just a gen z tiktok version and it's just like (laughs) oh god what is this oh my god i can't even put what i'm thinking into words but it just feels like we're living in a very interesting time for content and social media oh my god i think i would love to dip my toes into asmr you know i want to be the person that eats because you know what yeah i'm addicted to watching people eat on tiktok it's actually insanity now i love it when it's just like Patricia, the crunch. You know, okay, this is where, this is where oh, I'm starting to feel. And bit... my mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just oh, so. Oh, Patricia, na- I... you're making my. Oh skin my god, itch. my FYP. You're my... my FYP is so much of cooking TikTok, and it's just like you know, when it's just like the screen starts with a dish, and they're like, they're like, let's make, and then they make it, and then it's like, <laughs> and you can just hear. I love it, and then they like end it with them like chewing into the thing. You can hear the crunch. And the food comes out. I swear oh, to God, God, it is. <laughs> no. How can you just? Oh no! Oh no! You actually look like you got possessed. <laughs> oh gosh! No. I love it. I like watching I cooking on TikTok. I like watching the recipes, watching the food. I hate watching mukbangs and people eating. I don't know. Patricia. And there's seafood ones where they're just like <laughs> and they're sucking the crab out of the leg. Oh my god, I love it. And I just want to taste it. Like my okay, my oh okay, Patricia is acting a bit weird. I'm gonna do it one time. Okay, but the thing is it just makes you feel like isn't it just a bit of a fetish? A little bit. Don't you just think so? Cause But isn't a fetish something that you get sexual? That's what I believe. For? I believe that people that like it, this is what let us let us all relax. Let us when all I use people that our brains a lot now. Of ASMR and stuff. I just think, dude, what is this? What's making you happy like that? I think it just like unlocks something in your brain that releases like a rush of endorphins. Like it's just like, oh, <gasps> can you see? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it so much. But then, have you seen the? Maybe I should the, do, we should do a mukbang. Uh, yeah, on, on the on the podcast, people have a very tragic that's our TWB time. vlog. <laughs> They'll just be hearing chewing the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> there won't be any it's content. Be it's just noise. <laughs> chewing. <laughs> Oh, sorry to our listeners in advance. Oh, gosh. But you know, wait, on TikTok, there's a theory that there's this, like, trend of, like, middle-aged, middle-class, like, white women who make a lot of messy food. So they'll, like, they'll come up with all these weird recipes and they do all these really disgusting things. But apparently it's, like, a fetish for men. Like, people are paying them to do it. So, like, when you see it, they'll be making all these, like, sexual innuendos as they're spreading, like... So imagine they'll, like boil a bunch of pasta, pour that pasta on like the cabinet and like squelch it with their hands and then reconstruct it. Oh, I've seen those. And said, you know what, it's a really good recipe and they'll be saying a bunch of things. Oh my God. And there's always like a man in the background recording. Exactly. Like, oh, so what's the next exactly. step? Exactly. And then oh, the woman's yeah. hands are really manicured in a very, so apparently it's just, it's like a fetish for people that, but it's a fetish that is done in a way that is put on like TikTok or on Facebook and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just weird. So, yeah. That's disgusting. I've always been very confused by those videos because I'm like, who is actually and doing that? the food that? is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's the like, food I saw disgusting. a woman clean out a toilet to fill it with, like, slush and, like, ice cream. And, like, I was like, why would you do that? She's like, yeah, it's amazing. She licked the bowl. Why? And that was a working functional toilet. Nah, internet clout is going to finish people. No, that's actually disgusting. And that is very, very trampy. Okay, mukbang. What's your favourite mukbang? What's your favourite thing to watch? I think I just love it when they're just eating the seafood and it's kind of drippy. <laughs> you can just see all the juice like dripping down their chin. Oh, I don't know what it is about it. I um, I just think, I, yeah, anyway. Anyway, that concludes our minute. <laughs> I like how you interrupted yourself. You're like, oh, I'm getting a bit too into this. <laughs> yeah, let me just end it there before I keep talking about it. Yeah, so that concludes our minute, everyone. Um, we would love to know what you guys think about reboots if you think they're good they're bad yeah just tweet us at the TWB pod on Twitter or you can DM us also at the TWB pod on Instagram Um, but yeah you can follow me at double underscore PDVR you can follow me at Adiadesi guys we're wrapping up season 2 very 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 soon so send us ideas for season 3 we'd love to hear what you think on that note guys we'll see you in the next episode bye And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod. What show should we talk about next? Drop us an email at thatwouldbangpod at gmail.com. But if you like what you heard, join the TWB family by subscribing to the podcast. And don't forget to leave a review. We love reading them. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.